Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. Woke up this morning insane. I'll be just fine, be just fine. Falling in love is all good. Better days coming this way. Butterflies all on my face. Love is a season. I'm feeling this way. Hello and welcome to Sant Live. I am your host, George Arjur, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sant Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for joining us today. We got a jam-packed show as always. Got a lot of different things to talk about. Bears Packers recap. My free money Fridays, if you don't remember, my free money Fridays are 11-4 and four in the NFL so far this season. College football, not as hot, 9-11 and 11 on this season. But this week, hopefully, we'll get right back above 500. Um, we also got, um, just give me one moment here as I fix something on the screen for us. Um, all right, sorry about that. All right, here we go. We got... Um, Hopefully we fix that this weekend. We got a little bit about the uh, the recap of the Packers and Bears game. We got the um, national anthem protests, some weird news of the day, and then we will sign off with my free money Friday NCAA and NFL bets of the week. Might be a little bit of a shorter show this Friday. But we're looking forward to, you know, giving you that heat, giving you what you want to hear, and hopefully having some fantastic conversation with you guys uh, here on Sant Live. So this is George's Jungle of Sports. This is episode 208, and this is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Where you bet is just as important as what you bet. MyBookie.ag is the number one place to bet on the internet if you like to bet on sports. Uh, they have live in-game betting, a 48-hour payout, which is the fastest in the industry, and a brand-new mobile site that makes betting on the go a breeze. That's right. If you sign up now, you get a 100% cashback bonus on your first deposit. You put in $100, you'll get $100 back. Just when you sign up, use promo code COFFEE. Today is National Coffee Day, so it is fitting. Just visit MyBookie, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G today. Sign up. You play, you bet, you win. And let's get started. Keith Overton says, Bears look terrible last night. Get rid of Glenn, and it looks like Jay Cutler never left Chicago last night. I was going to read the LOL. Now I am, but I did LOL there. Um, lots of turnovers last night, a vicious hit on Devontae Adams last night, and the Packers absolutely dominated the Bears from the beginning of the game all the way through the end of the game. It wasn't much of a competition, and um, we have Bears fans now calling for Mike Lennon, and it makes sense why. I would call him for Mitch Trubisky, and it makes sense why. Look, I don't know what they're waiting for. You have a rookie QB 
who you drafted number two overall. You're not going to win anything this year. You're not going to the playoffs. You might as well get him as many reps as possible for the first team. Let him play as many games as possible and just go ahead and start the rookie. What do you really have to lose by starting the rookie right now? I, I believe you don't have much to lose if you go ahead, get him in there, get him some reps, and play the guy. The Bears looked absolutely awful last night, and you know Mike Lennon is not the solution for the Bears' problems. I think we kind of got, well, especially me, got blinded by how well they played against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But last night was just an atrocious. It was just atrocious. Mike Lennon, you know, only got sacked one time, but had an eighteen point seven QBR. Jordan Howard, eighteen carries for fifty three yards. Tariq Cohen, who, by all accounts and purposes, everyone has been talking about, six carries for twenty four yards. Mike Lennon lost two fumbles, threw two picks, four total turnovers. The Packers. Dominated game from start to finish. Aaron Rodgers only had to throw for 179 yards to get his four touchdowns, 18 for 26. It, it was just a complete and utter dominance against the Chicago Bear defense, who looked non existent. Look, you got to bring in the rookie now. It's, it's, it's time. What are you waiting for? You got to find out what you have in Trubisky. You traded. A shit ton to move up in the draft and get Trubisky, and now it's time to see if Trubisky is your your present and future. I, I don't understand this notion of we're just gonna hold off, hold off, hold off, hold off. I think it's time. Yetsi McCour says hundred, 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 hundred. One more hundred, six times. I don't know hundred what, my man. You gotta let me know. But no, it's it's just ridiculous. Like, and and you know, another thing I really would like to point out here is, Keith Overton agrees they have nothing to lose at this point, and the only thing that I think they really do need to also lose is John Fox. I like John Fox. I think John Fox is a good coach, but if you are gonna take your future and put it in the hands of Mitch Trubisky. I believe you need to go find an offensive coach, a coach that is going to groom a quarterback. I mean, look at Jared Goff right now. As soon as they bring him in a offensive coach, he has he shows his potential and shows his talent. John Fox historically has been a defensive coach. Peyton, I know they put up a lot of points when he was coaching Denver with Peyton Manning, but that's a different situation. You don't need an offensive coach to groom Peyton Manning at the end of his career. Peyton Manning is already Peyton Manning at that point. So if I was the Bears, I'd start Trubisky the rest of the season. Obviously, not, I'm not going to fire John Fox right here in the middle of the year, but then I'd go look and find my next offensive guy to, to lead my team. It's pretty simple to me that the Bears are not going to win with John Fox as their head coach. It doesn't seem like, you know, a lot of times a guy's in his third stop as head coach, and that's when you kind of find out right away that this guy's not really, you know, he gets his first stop, he gets his second stop, but the third stop is really where um, we find out he's not the guy for the rest of his career. I mean, he's... Three spots, it's almost like, you know, he's just happy to get his contract. He's happy to get his money. And 
I think it's time to move on from John Fox as well. Find yourself an offensive coach. Find yourself a guy that you can get behind and, um, you know, get Mitch Trubisky, someone who will groom him to become the quarterback that they believe he can become. Now, look, do I can I say I think Mitch Trubisky is going to be a fantastic quarterback? I have no idea. But I might as well put all my resources and everything I have in finding him the right people around him to give him the opportunity to become the coach, the quarterback that he should be. Tyler Bryman says dumping Fox already. I mean, look at John Fox. What is this his second season in in Chicago? Last year they were horrible. This year they're not looking too good. Was it his second or third season? I believe it might be even his third season now in uh, in Chicago. Let's look at John Fox's record in Chicago. And Tyler, the reason I'm dumping him is if I want to put my record in Chicago, in Chicago, all right. The reason I'm dumping Fox is I believe you got to get yourself a coach who could – all right. Well, I mean, here's the story coming out of Chicago. John Fox could be the worst coach in Bears history. That's right. So after, yeah, Fox came, Fox came to Chicago with the reputation of being a turnaround coach. Through 36 games coaching Chicago, he's 10 and 26. What more do, we, what more do you have to see? You also have a young quarterback who you think is the future of the franchise. So you're going to put him with a defensive coach as 10 and 26? No, I mean... You get you get opportunities, but his record is atrocious. Ten and twenty six, sixteen games below five hundred. Rookie, you're gonna bring in a rookie quarterback. He's not gonna win with that either. Tyler Bryman says, "I know, but there's nothing there. That team is still showing fight. At the end of the day, you need some talent to go with it." I completely agree, Tyler, on that. By the way, and I don't think John Fox is a bad coach. I just think this might be the bad situation for John Fox. I believe John Fox is good with a veteran team, with an established quarterback. I believe that at the end of the day, you need to find someone who's going to be able to groom Mitch Trubisky, if you believe Mitch Trubisky is the future. And obviously they do by taking him with the number two overall pick. Keith Overton says, Chicago needs to put points on the board. Look at the division they are in. Green Bay and Detroit both put up a lot of points. They need to be able to keep up with that because the defense obviously isn't working out. The defense isn't working out, and they have a defensive head coach. Imagine, if, I, I mean, Chicago is in this situation where they're in a division with Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford, all right? Two fantastic quarterbacks. They also are in a division with the Minnesota Vikings, who have a great defense, and a good head coach, and whether you believe in um, in Sam Bradford or not, Sam Bradford was a number one overall pick, so he's not a horrible, talented quarterback. So they have a lot of work to do. I say you bring in Mitch Trubisky. You don't fire John Fox during the season, but if you don't see a turnaround from John Fox, then you get rid of John Fox as well because I really believe – you got to get a guy who can coach a quarterback to be at the potential that you believe that the quarterback should be and will get to.
And John Fox has never, ever, ever, and I'm going to keep stressing, ever proven to anyone that he can groom a quarterback from a young age and make him into a, you know, great quarterback. So th- that's my thoughts on the Chicago Bears. And as far as the Green Bay Packers, let's not get ahead of ourselves, I think, here. Look, I love Aaron Rodgers. I like the Packers. But they still have two tackles banged up. They lost Montgomery last night with a broken rib. They still have no run game. Aaron Rodgers masks that team. And their coaching staff masks that team. The next, the next two weeks are going to show a lot. They go to Dallas and to Minnesota. Dallas, as we know, is having a revenge game for last year where the um, Packers eliminated them in the playoffs. And then the Vikings have a really good defense and always play well against Green Bay. Now, I mean, they don't always win, but that's a divisional game. It's going to be a tough game for Aaron Rodgers to come in. Um with no tackles. So I think the Packers need to get healthy and they need to fix their running game. Because Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that, if you just want to look at the Bears roster and the Packers roster, it's not that much difference. The big difference is Aaron Rodgers. The guy is incredible. He might be the most talented quarterback to ever live. I, and I'm not joking by saying that. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably more arm talent, feet talent. He has a whole package. So the only problem that's holding the Packers back is their injuries. And I like Mike McCarthy as a coach. But God, Aaron Rodgers does it all. He does it all. I mean, the talent that this guy has. I mean, he he's carrying this franchise year after year. That's why, like, for me, I think if a quarterback gets one, gets a Super Bowl, he's good. Like, it doesn't matter if he doesn't get more than one. Sammy Jojur says, don't dump Fox. Okay, enjoy being a bad team then because you need a quarterback. You need a guy who can build the quarterback. John Fox has never developed a quarterback in his career. Look what happened to, to uh, Sammy's boy, Mark Sanchez. I think Mark Sanchez would have had a good career if he was under a coach that can groom a quarterback. But you put in a young quarterback with a coaching staff that doesn't know how to groom young quarterbacks, it's just a recipe for disaster. And I believe that's what's happening here. So you got to keep that in mind. And it, it, it's just, it's nuts. All right, let's see what we got here. Just give me one moment. I'm trying to pull up some of these. All right. Very good. One moment. Sorry about that, guys. I'm just checking something. All right, we're good to go. All right. So saying that's why I dumped John Fox. I believe that you need a coach who is ready to develop a quarterback similar to what's happening in LA with Jared Goff. And keep Overton says, who do you think wins the NFC North this year? Man, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Look, Minnesota has a great defense. Green Bay has the best player in the division in Aaron Rodgers. And the Lions are sneaky good. I mean, the Lions should be 3-0 and right now. If, well, not should be. I think it was a correct call. But the Lions are an inch away from being 3-0. and So let's see what happens there. If you put a gun to my head, I'm going to still pick the Packers. 
I would not be surprised if it's going to be a lot closer for Packers and Vikings coming neck to neck for the division. Tommy Pennington says, Bears should have waited till this year and draft a quarterback. This class is the best in a decade. That's very true. Um, too late now. They went and got their quarterback of the future in Mitch Trubisky to them. But, I mean, this quarterback class of Josh Rosen, Sam Donald, and Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, if you believe in him, I don't. But I think you got three guys right there in the top of a, top of a draft with Donald, Allen, and Rosen. They're going to be absolute studs in the NFL for years to come. So this is the year you want to bottom out and go get the right quarterback. The Bears, I think, as Tommy's saying, did it a year early. And everyone, I mean, everyone's surprised when they took Trubisky that high anyway. Like, I, I mean, we don't have that much physical evidence that Mitch Trubisky is even a good quarterback in the long term. But when you draft him that high, I have to give him the opportunity and I have to put in all the resources for him to be the best quarterback he could possibly be. All right. So that's my Packers and Bears recap. I don't know if you guys have any questions about that. Um, let's move on to our protest. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter show today, I believe. Um, so just bear with me as we get through the rest of rest of our show. It's Friday. We had a jam-packed show. I don't know if you guys saw our morning show, but it was, I mean, 200-plus comments, a lot of discussion, and it's been on the big story in the news these days, and that's the National Anthem protests. What do you guys think? I, I'd love to get your guys' opinion on the National Anthem protests. So reporting to, according to ESPN today, the country is absolutely and utterly divided on the National Anthem protest. Um, you guys might have to bear with me. I have some numbers I want to bring on uh, to, to you guys. And if you just stay tuned for one second, I'm going to go grab those. One moment. I'm sorry about that. We'll be back. All right, we're back. Sorry about that, fellas. We got our we got our stat sheet over here. Um, look, the national anthem protests are not very liked in this country. I mean, it's it's gotten pretty obvious that uh, people aren't in love with the national anthem protest. People aren't completely thrilled about them so it's interesting to see what's going on with the national anthem protests in general um sorry about that guys we had a little problem over here on our screen 51 percent of a country does n disagrees with the national anthem protests and i believe that this is a huge problem you can't have 51% of a country divided on anything, nor should you have 51% of a country divided on anything, on, or on this issue itself. Um, the NFL is losing viewership, and the reason I think that is you have a direct and utter divide between the players and what they're protesting and the fans and what they believe in. And let me explain. 
let's think outside the coasts. Let's not think of Seattle. Let's not think of Los Angeles, Miami, New York. Chicago is a big city. But let's look at the other cities that watch a lot of football, and namely the cities in the South that are college football fans, and in Texas, and in the Midwest. And let's look at those as numbers because a lot of those places do not have NFL teams. So they rather watch, because that's the only way they can, is watch the games on TV. So this is important to keep in mind. These guys can only watch a game on TV. So I said this yesterday, but I'm going to repeat it for those who haven't, who missed the show yesterday. But football fans who are unhappy about the protests are Trump supporters. And, I mean, they, they lean absolutely and utterly right. Now, I don't find, I mean, everyone just is like, you know, the players have the right to free speech and the right to um, protest. The fans also have a right to free speech and the right to protest in a way. They're allowed to say, oh, I don't agree with this, or oh, I'm watching this. So, that you got to keep that in mind. It's very important. Now, are the players... So, you look at Texas. You look at the SEC schools, you look at the Big Ten schools, they are all Trump supporters. So these fans don't like what the players are doing. So you have this huge divide between the fans and the players. And people don't realize that sometimes. That it's a complete and utter divide between the classes of this country, between the players and the fans. So please keep that in mind whenever you are looking at this, whenever you are arguing this, whenever you are mentioning the protests and the divide in this country. And I hope that this Sunday we have a little bit of a different look on this and a different way of watching football. Hopefully it doesn't overshadow football again as it did last Sunday. Because at the end of the day, sports are should be fun. We should be able to enjoy the games. And it just hurts and it just sucks that we haven't been able to enjoy it as much this year because of the narratives that people want to push, whether it's the players or the fans. I believe if the players want to protest, that's fine. I believe if you want to disagree, that's fine. But I think we've had enough of it being the only thing that dominates the news stations from now on. All right. Our weird story of the day. This one takes the cake as the most probably grossest weird story of a day. Um, so I'm just repooling this up for you guys. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty ugh. To say the truth, um, as I always say, people suck, man. People are the worst. Like, people are just nuts, you know? 
let's see what we got here. All right. So man claims to have witnessed a murder, then masturbates in police station. In the police station. It's a short story. Short story. It's a short news story. Um, this guy is, is absolutely crazy. Uh, Daryl Moore of Omaha was arrested for lewd conduct after he arrived at a police headquarters to report that he had witnessed a murder. Officers were shocked by what Mr. Moore was claiming and attempted to gather more information on the possible homicide. That's when Mr. Moore pulled down his pants and began to vig vigorously masturbate in a police statement. Cops were able to subdue the deranged man, but not before he spit on the officers. Um, huh. I mean, what the hell? I mean, Omaha. By the way, Florida hasn't been around for a while. Omaha. I've been to Omaha many times. Uh, I actually got my master's degree in Omaha. Um, that's a fun fact. I used to fly there once a month for classes for my uh, master's in business administration. And, yeah, <laughs> and that's what would happen. He, uh, I've never seen that happen, but Omaha has... <laughs> This guy saw a murder, decided to go tell the police at the police station, and then whack off. I, look, I have no problem with whacking off. But just do it in the comforts of your own home, please. God damn, guys. Guys, like, the, the funny thing about this weird news story of a day thing for me is each and every day I go and look, and it's just like, what the fuck? Why, do pe why are people so weird? I don't understand like what goes through a human's mind to want to go and do this. It makes no sense. And just another what the hell story of a day. I'm, I mean, I might have to change the name to the what the hell story of a day. I, li I like that Keith Overton. What the hell? Guy just decides to do that right in the middle of a police station. Just Ah, people never cease to amaze me. I've always said that, and um, I continue to uh, get uh, confirmation that people are absolutely insane. People are absolutely out of their gourd, and that is the weird story of the day. All right, so to our free money Fridays, favorite time of a week. Uh, I work pretty. Yeah, keep over 10. People are crazy, my man. Like, I, I just don't get it. I just do not get it at all. All right. Let's get going. Weird stories of the week. Our favorite, favorite segment. All right. I'm oh, sorry. The, um, our Free Money Fridays is our favorite segment of the week. All right. Um, NCAAs first, just to give you guys a little background. My NCAA picks have not been as hot as my NFL picks, which usually is the case. Um, I the goal is to go to 54 55% on the season. We're just under 500 right now, two games below 500. So hopefully, we can get back to 500 or above through our free money Friday picks. We got five games in the NCAA. Five games in the NFL. My NFL picks are doing a lot better than my NCAA picks. But let's get rolling. My first pick is Tennessee plus 7.5 against Georgia at home. The reason I like this bet is I think 
we've seen quite a bit that in the SEC this year is a little bit of a crapshoot. Every time a team wins and we say, oh my God, they took the big step up, they lose the next game. Evident on Georgia killing Mississippi State, Mississippi State killing LSU, and now I believe Tennessee covers against Georgia. They're playing for Butch Jones's life. They're playing for Butch Jones's uh, job. And I think he's going to have them riled up and ready to go. Give me Tennessee plus the seven and a half points. My second pick is Northwestern plus fifteen at Wisconsin. Look. Northwestern has Pat Fitzgerald as their head coach. They are a senior-laden team. This is Wisconsin's first really big game or and or real game against anyone. They beat FAU. They beat um, BYU as well at BYU, but BYU's down this year. I think Northwestern loses this game, but I think Northwestern's coming to play. I think they keep this game close. Give me Northwestern plus 15 against... Um, against Wisconsin. Then next game, give me Auburn minus nine against Mississippi State. I think Auburn's clicking on all cylinders. I still believe Auburn is the most underrated team in the SEC. They are three and one, two and zero at home. They still haven't lost a game in the SEC, so they're in a good position still here. I think Auburn wins this game, and I think they win this game going away against Mississippi State. They had a huge letdown game against... um, Georgia last week. Give me Auburn minus the nine. Kansas State minus 15 and a half against. This is my, by the way, this is my big bet of a week. Kansas State minus 15 and a half at home versus Baylor. Look, Baylor is a bad team. They played well against Oklahoma last week. This number should be like 21 or 22 points. Kansas State, by the way, in their last 11 years with Snyder as head coach. They're 11 and 0 against the spread coming off a bye week. That's why I love Kansas State minus the 15 and a half points. Go ahead, bet Kansas State minus 15 and a half at home against Baylor. And my last bet of a week is Virginia Tech plus seven. That's right, plus seven against Clemson. Look, this is Kel- Kelly Bryant's going to have to go to Blacksburg and win against that special teams against that front seven against a. Clemson team whose offensive line has already given up 10 sacks on the season. No, thank you. Give me Virginia Tech. They have a good front seven. They get a lot of pass rush. And I think they'll be able to control the line of scrimmage against a Clemson team who's good, but is not the same Clemson team that we saw last year. I'll take Virginia Tech plus seven in a close game that they lose 23-20. Clemson wins. All right. So once again, my free money Fridays NCAA pick, Tennessee plus seven and a half, Northwestern plus 15, Auburn minus nine, Kansas State minus 15 and a half, and Virginia Tech plus seven points. I love these bets. This is is like the one week I'm actually a little more confident in my NCAA bets than I am in my NFL bets. And I'm always confident in my NFL bets. So don't get it twisted. You know what I mean? All right. So hope you guys follow those. We're going to go above 500 and get, I think this is a 5-0 and week for college. We'll be at 14-11 and at that point. 
Once again, Tennessee plus 7.5, Northwestern plus 15. And starting next week, I'll put them on the screen after. We'll have like a little you know box right there in the corner of the screen. Auburn minus 9, Kansas State minus 15.5, and, and Virginia Tech plus the 7 points. Free Money Fridays. All right. So next is our free Money Fridays NFL picks. Today is a little bit harder than most weeks, to be completely honest. But we are 11-4 and four against the spread, guys. We're doing really well against the spread overall on the season. This is really good, and this makes us really happy. Do I love how I say that? It makes it really good and really happy. 11-4 and four on the season? Come on now. One of the hottest, hottest, hottest I've ever been. I hope to continue that this week. We got a lot of good games, a lot of action, and a lot of close spreads. So let's get it rolling. My first pick of a week is Miami plus three against New Orleans in London. Look, a lot of people are saying that Miami's tired, Miami's fatigued. They've had to travel a lot. I don't care. Everyone has to travel a lot when they go to London. Both teams are not really accustomed to playing in London, and they both have to fly over to, across the pond. I think Miami is a better team than New Orleans. Would you lay New Orleans minus six against Miami in New Orleans? I wouldn't. That's what this line means. I think that this line should be more of a pick em. I think you're getting three, three free points for Miami, and I'll take Miami plus the three to cover and win this game. My next bet is... Sammy Michael will like this if he's watching. Buffalo plus eight against Atlanta. Look, Buffalo has a good defense. They're a frisky team. They covered against, um, they beat the Jets and covered. They lost to the Panthers, but covered. They beat the Broncos and covered. I believe they go to Atlanta. I believe they actually lose this game. But I think they keep it close. I like Buffalo to cover the eight points, but Atlanta to win the game. 24 to 20 your eight points are safe give me the buffalo bills plus eight points my next bet cleveland plus three at home against cincinnati look anytime you can give me two what i believe equal teams in cleveland and cincinnati and i get three three free points would you ever lay nine points on cincinnati playing cleveland in cincinnati i wouldn't that's why I'm going to take the plus three and ride the Browns train. I believe this could be the last game for the Marvin Lewis era in Cincinnati. They blew that Green Bay game last week. They have no confidence. And historically, Andy Dalton has never played well when traveling to, to Cleveland. So I think this is a good spot for the Browns to win their first game. I think Cleveland not only covers, but gets the outright upset. Cleveland plus three. Next bet, Houston plus two and a half. And I'm going to give it all the way up to three. I believe it's going to go to three. So I'd wait to bet that at three. Keefe says, since he's the new Browns in that division, I completely agree, actually. And I think they're going to have to um, they're going to have to rebuild. Tyler says, I'm crazy for that, George. Tyler, come, come and ask me how crazy I am on Monday for this pick. I'm telling you, Cincinnati loses that game. I'm 11-4 on the season, guys. I have a way I bet these games, and it's using line moves and things like that. I, I have a feeling Cleveland, with the line moves, wins this game. And Tyler, I love it, my man. And Tyler, Bengals will win. Let's bet on it. 
Tyler, we'll, we'll, we'll get you like a free shirt or a free memorabilia for the Giants if uh, if the Browns win. All right. My next bet is Houston plus two and a half at home against Tennessee. This line is going to go to three points, so I wouldn't bet it now. I'm going to wait for it to get to three points. I think Houston is pretty good, guys. Um, they played Deshaun Watson looked good against the well, bad Patriots defense. But he did look really good, and he looked really crisp. I believe that he's going to be able to move the ball. I think um, the Titans are coming off an emotional high win against the Seattle Seahawks, and this is a big letdown spot. This game is very important for Houston to keep their season alive. They cannot start off the season 1-3, and three, so I believe they're going to be coming with all cylinders ready to roll in this game in a must-win situation for the Houston Texans. I think um, the Titans are going to have trouble on the road this year. They're an emotional team. We'll play. They're not really a, an emotional team because Marcus Mariota is not emotional, but they play with emotion. They have offensive line, big offensive line, big front seven. I think they will feed off well on their home crowd. So here on the road, I believe that the Houston Texans plus two and a half, and I would wait, wait for it. It's going to go to three points and bet the Houston Texans at home as underdogs to cover and to win outright against the Tennessee Titans. My last bet of a week is the Jacksonville Jaguars minus three. That's right, minus three on the road against the Jets. This game violates each and every one of my principles on betting on games. All of them, except for the percentages. Usually I'd be taking the Jets here, but one thing I found interesting, and I think it's because of a new New York aspect of things, that this game is 53% of the money's on Jacksonville and 47% on the uh, Jets. Usually you'd think a line like this would be much different. I don't see the Jets going 2-2, two and two, and I had trouble seeing Jackson go going 3-1, and one. But I believe with the amount, the only reason I took this bet and it kept me comfortable was Jacksonville was only 53% of a bet. If it was higher, 60, 70, 80%, I like to go the other way. The Jets just won a big game against Miami that they hadn't, I don't know where Miami was. I have no idea where they were. I, I don't know if that team forgot to come off the airplane or something, but they look like shit. Jay Cutler looked like shit, and that was just a perfect storm for the Jets' first win. So take Jacksonville minus three. So once again, my free money fives, NFL bets, Miami plus three, Buffalo plus eight, Cleveland plus three, Houston plus two and a half, and Jacksonville minus three. That's four underdogks, one favorite. We're 11 and four on the season, and let's get to 16 and four, baby. Walter Koprowski says, well, the Giants win this week that game was one of the games i'm going to go through all my predictions for each and every game on just who wins the game and not necessarily the spread here in a moment but i don't believe they win this week i like tampa bay still um i think the giants are another team i think they're scared of like i not scared i'm sorry i just think they're uh looking for a new coach pretty soon and i think going to tampa is going to be tough. Now, would I be surprised if the Giants win? Not really. I mean, I just slightly lean Tampa Bay. Keith Overton says, how do you think Seattle's line will do this week? I think Seattle's line is going to do a little bit better because the Colts have no pass rush. 
But still, the Seattle Seahawks have one of the worst lines I've seen in a long time. And it's pretty crazy this season how many bad lines we've seen. We've seen... Um, We've seen the Bengals with a horrible offensive line. We've seen the Giants with a horrible offensive line. And we've seen the Seahawks with a horrible offensive line. We've seen the Colts with a horrible offensive line. I find that game to be is going to be really ugly between Seattle and, and the Colts because of the bad offensive line play on both sides. Now, will the Seahawks look a little bit better than most weeks? Yes, because there's no front seven and no push for the Colts. So we're just going to go through our games real quick here and uh, give you a quick recap, and we'll sign off. So this is nothing to do with the spread now, guys. This is just who will win and who will lose. And if you want to place your bets with my bets, you can go to mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag is the number one place to bet on games. They have a great mobile site, which makes booking on the go a breeze. The best lines in the industry, 48-hour payouts, so you get paid quick. Where you bet is just as important as what you bet. So visit MyBookie, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use promo code COFFEE on your first deposit, and you'll receive a 100% cashback bonus on your first deposit up to $100. That's right. You put in $100, you'll get $100 to bet. That's MyBookie.ag. All right. Rapid fire. New Orleans versus Miami in London. I think the Dolphins win. Carolina at New England. Remember, guys, this is not spread. Give me New England. Rams at Dallas. Give me Dallas. Lions at Minnesota. Give me the Lions. Tennessee at Houston. Give me Houston. Jacksonville at Jets. Give me Jacksonville. Cincy at Cleveland. Give me Cleveland. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins. Buffalo at Atlanta. Give me Atlanta to win. Giants at Tampa Bay. I believe Tampa Bay wins. Philadelphia at the Chargers. I think Philly wins. San Francisco at Arizona. I think San Francisco wins. Oakland at Denver. Give me Oakland in a slight lean. Colts at Seattle. Seattle wins this game. And Washington at Kansas City. I believe Kansas City wins that game. Quick recap, guys, on our show. Um, thank you for watching today, by the way. It's Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Just to recap the show, I believe the Bears need to bring in Mitch Trubisky. I believe you when you spend a number two overall pick on the draft on a player and you trade up to get him, I think it's time to find out what he has. I'd get rid of John Fox by the end of at the end of the season. I think you got the Bears need to find a coach who is not a defensive-minded coach. If they want Mitch Trubisky to succeed and groom a young quarterback, I believe they need to find a offensive guru, guru to come in and help him develop. As for the Packers, I'm not completely sold on the Packers, guys. Um, they still have no running game. Montgomery got hurt. Their tackles aren't good. And Aaron Rodgers is just holding that team as duct tape. Keith Overton says, great show. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Keith. We'll see you on Monday. Um, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend as well. Um, yeah, so I think Aaron Rodgers is just a duct tape holding the Packers together. Next, um, we had our NCAA Free Money Fives or Free Money Friday, however you want to call them. 
Um, the Free Money Friday today, and then once the show's over, we call them the Free Money Fridays. I hope you guys like that because we are ready to roll. All right. So I got the Virginia Tech Hokies plus seven at home against Clemson. Kansas State minus 15 and a half at home against Baylor. Auburn minus, minus nine at home against Mississippi State. Northwestern plus 15 at Wisconsin. And ten, Tennessee plus seven and five, 7.5 at home against Georgia. Those are my NCAA picks. For my NFL picks, Miami plus three at home my uh, in London against the Saints. Buffalo plus eight at Atlanta. Cleveland plus three at home versus Cincinnati. Houston plus two and a half. Hopefully, hoping for three, though. I think this line goes to three at home against the Titans. And Jacksonville minus the three points on the road against the New York Jets. So that being said, we've been brought to you by mybookie.ag, the number one place to bet. Use promo code COFFEE to receive 100% cashback bonus on your first deposit. Um, and we've been coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for watching. Whether it's on Facebook.com slash Live or on our Periscope, it's on my personal Periscope at G Jarjour. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. If you miss any of our shows, you can subscribe to our podcast at the Pod Center. Just search for Sant Live. Or on SoundCloud, also just search for Sant Live. So have a fantastic weekend. Go put in your free money Friday bets. We're going to win them all. I'm really confident about our bets this week. But always stay safe out there. Individual results may vary. When it comes to vein disease and those embarrassing, painful varicose and spider veins, no one is immune. Just ask three-time beach volleyball gold medalist Misty May Trainer. I was surprised to see I had vein disease. I didn't think I was old enough. I'm a working mom of three young ones and I still coach. I need my legs healthy and performing at their best. That's when Misty went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors of Vein Clinics of America specialize in the latest laser therapies and minimally invasive treatments. It's like they turn back time. The veins they treated are completely gone and the procedure happened so fast. For over 35 years, women and men have been enjoying healthy, strong, and youthful looking legs thanks to Vein Clinics of America, like gold medalist Misty May Trainer. Vein Clinics of America work for me and they can work for you too. Call Vein Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Most treatments are covered by insurance. 800-307-4200. That's 800-307-4200. 800-307-4200.